queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. OMG, OMG, three years. Holy shit. Three-year anniversary show. We actually made it. (laughs) I can't add up all the hours I have spent editing this shit. It's been fun. It's been fun. I mean, we're starting off with my favorite guy. Sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like I can't think of a better way to start off this anniversary show than with a true friend of the show. This is his record fifth time on the show, and it's like we might as well consider him part of the royal court at this point and everything. Welcome back, back, welcome back, Jay Bougie. Yes, it, it, yes. It, it, it should be Sir Jay Bougie now since you have <laughs> officially knighted his ass. I know, right? Okay, got, perfect. Got, got to get him a sword. Kendo stick. There you go. There we go. That works. That works. <laughs> Royal Kindle stick. You have been knighted by the Texas sports queen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's great to be here. You know, anytime like I need to like get something off my chest or having, you know, to call out someone and to start up some stuff, you know, it, you guys have always been good to me where I can just be like, hey, you know, I'll just shoot you a DM. You got any availability? Like, yeah, come on on. And I really appreciate that. So definitely thank you. Um, it is amazing that you guys are on your third uh, anniversary. And I've been here countless times to the point where now I am Sir J. Bouget, you know. Uh, but it's fun. So I want to just, you know, say thank you for everything that you've done, uh, especially from our first encounter all the way up to now. Uh, yeah, I have helped highlight and uh, spotlight me in ways that has been so, like, beneficial for uh, myself personally and professionally. So just wanted to start by saying thank you. You're very welcome. very welcome. You're so very welcome. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you for being patient with us as far as like getting on because we had to accommodate uh, Jolie's Eagle schedule. <laughs> yeah. You're not the only one who's had to deal with some crazy ass shit these past couple of weeks, man. Uh, let me tell you the amount of drunk people I've had to deal with. <laughs> If mm. I felt like I was in the wrestling ring. <laughs> All right. So, Bouge, uh, let's see. You've tangled with STP. You turned on your faction. You tangled with a member of the bloodline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jacob, I'm very right? problematic. Uh, no, with Lance. I I would love oh, to. Lance, Lance. Oh, Lance. Oh, Lance and I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Would love yeah. to. Uh, but yeah, I'm very problematic, and I like it. It's it's fun. It's very fun. Okay, but Khan. Oh yeah, Khan. Khan's a big son of a bitch. I've seen him in person. I I you know what I'm. 
you know, he is. I watch his stuff. I'm like, damn, that that is a that is a man. That that is a that is a man over there. And um, the only thing about him, you know, that kind of like gets me is I kind of think he's a coward. You know, when we've been going up, you know, getting ready for takeover versus STP, he just so happens to want to go and sign a contract. You know, he wants to become all elite or wants to be with ROH, whatever it is, whatever roster he's on. Right. Felt like that was a real, you know, coward move to leave your guys, you know, when they're going into probably the biggest show they've had on the indies since, you know, uh, Ring of Honor closed. Well, when mm-hmm. I ate it, because if you look at everything SCP was doing, everyone was just facing them in pretty much a, like a three on three match, four on four, whatever it is. We put on an entire show, an entire show to not only highlight us, but to also highlight them because let's be real here, they all should be on TV, mm-hmm. 100%. And, you know, I, I'm actually really happy and proud for Shane for what he's doing right now. Uh, he actually just posted a photo uh, earlier where he he was at the AEW taping. So, you know, he, he's starting to get, like, his flowers, but the same thing should be going for um, O'Shea. Oh, yep, there goes my dog. For O'Shea and uh, Moses and even, you know, the Rev Ron Hunt, who I hit with a flaming crock, proudly, one of my greatest moments of my career. <laughs> and Khan just up and left them and now he's with Prince Nana and the embassy and Toa and uh Brian Cage like you don't fit there buddy you don't it's it's not it's not a good look for you but he is that guy you just put there to look all pretty you know rub his abs you know he loves rubbing his abs with the title around his waist and I I, I think the man's a coward you know I, I've been going at it with the embassy at um BCW Mm-hmm. I've had my running with Nana. Nana had the audacity to put his hands on my lovely girlfriend, Shayla. The audacity. He's Ooh. lucky we didn't press charges on him. Lucky. But you know what? I said, okay, we'll make it happen. Give me someone from the embassy. I have to go through Gangone. You know, Gangone happened to win that one match, but I got it back from him. And I've been saying for months, Khan, bring your ass to Jersey. And all he does is just be a mute. He's an amazing mute. If you look at all their promos, he doesn't say a word. I don't think I've ever heard this man's voice ever. I don't think so either. From what exactly. I, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thank you, thank you. So I, I, I think he's just, he's just a guy who wants to look tall and pretty. That's it. He's been hanging out with Dexter Loomis from WWE. Don't really say much. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, you know, it, it's, it's a little, it's a little lunatic kind of things going on here. Actually, at first glance, oh. he kind of reminds me of the uh, the king from Walking Dead. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. 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 You know, I have to do like a side by side or something with that later. I have to take your word for it. I, I I'm not much of a fan on Walking Dead. Yeah, but you you know what? One thing I've learned in the wrestling business, especially with like loving guys like Rey Mysterio. The bigger they are, the harder they fall down and don't get the fuck back up. And I know you, dude. True. You you gonna you gonna pull a Rey Mysterio on his ass and you're gonna knock him flat out and he ain't gonna do shit. Thank you. I love when I don't have to say this stuff anymore. I love it. <laughs> this is exactly. amazing. This is amazing. But yeah, that, right. that, I can't wait. I cannot wait. All right. So if uh Khan was right here, uh what's your message to him? Um my message would be I think that you're a coward. I think you're a fraud. I think that you stay on the other side 
of you know the the united states for a reason because you know if you come over here to the east you come to my territory you come to where i'm king at you know that you're gonna get exposed for just being abs and a and a, a handsome young man you know a, a nice handsome man with just abs that's it you know as you, you 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 just lack on you know you latch on to other folks the embassies crazy you like i don't get it like he just left all his brothers I couldn't do that. I I didn't leave my brothers. They weren't my brothers. The, those were not my brothers. You know, I keep face with me though because he's absolutely insane. You got to have a crazy person with you at all times. You never know what's going to go on. But Khan, I think that you know, I I'm questioning your fortitude. I question if you think you can get it done. You know, that's pretty much my message. And just come to Jersey, come to Jersey, please. Matter of fact, BCW, we're having our uh our anniversary show. On let let me let me verify that real quick. Hold on, got a okay. calendar. It is on March March eighteenth. I believe it's the the four year, maybe fifth year anniversary of BCW. I just got there. All the years don't matter. Everything from me on matters. Um, listen, man, I'm I'm throwing out the challenge. March eighteenth, come to BCW, Bougie versus Khan. The people have been dying to see this. I'm on my own expedition to take out every member of SCP, whether it's new, past, or future. So he's the next one on the chopping block. So come on out to BCW. You know, bring Nana, because Nana never shows up anymore either. He's on TV with Brian Cage, but where are you, Con? Haven't seen you on TV, brother. So you might as well just come to Jersey. We got IWTV. That's good enough, right? So come on. You would think. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Did you get a chance to catch the Rumble? I did. It was amazing. I was actually uh, chilling with a couple guys. Uh, so shout out to the main event, uh, ringleader Midas. Well, that's his at. His name is Midas Black. He was on actually MLW yesterday. Him and his uh, tag team partner, Lion, they did. They made their debut up against Lance and Juicy, the SST. So, yeah, I'm actually waiting to see whenever that footage actually drops so I can watch that. But yeah, he was in the house. He was watching the Rumble. We had a great time. It, it was really funny. We was all kind of like anticipating what number The Rock may or may not come out on. Uh, the same thing with Stone Cold. I was very upset Stone Cold wasn't there. But it was cool. It was a really good Rumble. I think the the women's one was actually really good. I, I actually enjoyed that one. But it was fun. The Rumble was good. Yeah, it's like I ran into my... Uh, uh, I was having dinner with my sister and my brother-in-law. I was like... And, uh, he said, like, the rumble sucked. And I was like, well, you're delusional. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, that was, it's and not even, like, including the ending with the bloodline stuff. Like, rumble was good. Like, it was actually, got, and it was, like, one of the most highly anticipated rumbles in a very long time. Because, like, rumble's been going on the past few years. And it's like, uh, whatever. Okay, I kind of see it. I think maybe the last one that was kind of cool, I think, when Drew won. Mm. That was it. But, you know, it's just been kind of, like, yeah, it's just been really nothing to look forward to, but this past room was really good. For My you, cat. There's there's yep. Khan. Yep, there he goes. And here is King Ezekiel from The Walking Dead. I mean, it very similar. Just white yeah. white hair. But um <laughs> I, I will say this, like uh I didn't get to be able to watch uh the men's rumble. Um I see bits and pieces I had to work that night because I worked till ten, got home, watched the women's rumble. I think the only thing that disappointed me was Nia Jax. I'm sorry, I don't like her. I don't think she's safe in the ring. I've never really liked her. The only thing I like about her is the theme music. That's it. Um, it's very nice. I like her theme music, but I just I don't like her. I it just there's 
she just rubs me the wrong ways. And being a Becky fan and, you know, the face punch hurt around the world and her mocking it and using it in storyline, I did not like that. Uh, her dropping a lot of people, like she almost broke Sasha's neck. She almost broke Charlotte's neck. It's like, geez, not not my my choice for the 30th person. But with yeah. that being said, um, women's, the my favorite Rumble in, I guess, the past five years is the 2018 Rumble when we got the first women's Rumble. I think that was one of the best for the women's. The best men's, I will agree, is the one where Drew won because we got the edge return. Yes. Yeah, that, that's what and made it, that one special. That return was really, really dope, and I think that's the same rumble that Brock Lesnar started, right? Yeah, he started yeah. it like went almost halfway, and then, and then uh, I was actually there at that rumble, and like the place erupted whenever Brock got eliminated. And if I was if like, you look at that. It was kind of like two stories, like the beginning of the match of the rumble, was just like Brock's whole story, you know, kind of the thing where it's like, all right. I'm going through there. I'm going to take out everybody. And once Brock got eliminated, he's like, okay, the second story now is like, okay, who's going to be the winner? Exactly. That's exactly where Drew came in and that became his moment and everything. So it was really cool. I like that one. <clears throat> yeah, that was definitely That's, a good one. That's very cool. Oh, man. Bougie, it's like you're so young. You're, you're still like in the early stages of your career, but it's just like, damn, it's like Get this guy to WWE. <laughs> no, get him on all of them. Fuck it. Get him a, a, a contract that lets him go to any promotion he wants because I want to see him kick Swerve's ass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I might not like, uh, you know, not a huge fan. We all know my AEW. But him coming after Dustin like that, uh-uh, no motherfucker. You do not disrespect mm-hmm. Dusty. You do not disrespect Cody. Go fuck yourself. Sorry. You wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for Cody Rhodes. Sit your fucking ass down. Number two, you would be able to put him out no time flat. And with, you know, you, you got your silent guy with you. He could take out those other two goofs. Those oh, two yeah. You know, you know, it's crazy. I forgot. I did a podcast probably like last week or two weeks ago. And uh, it was my first time doing it with this guy. And he said, like, yo, like everything you're doing right now, I feel like Swerve is trying to do what you're doing. Like, you've already had, like, this figured out. Like, I feel like now he's trying to do what you're doing out here. You know, you have, you, you have like, your affiliates or whatever. You know, like, I got faces always with me. I have right. faces with me. And Swerve, he's trying to find himself. He's trying to do something new with, with that. And I was like, honestly, like, I'm an influence, bro. You know, if you if you see it <laughs> that way, then, hey, you know, so be it. But Swerve is definitely, um, I, I, met, I met him at uh, River City Wrestling Con whenever I did it last year. And then I seen him again when I did the AEW Dark. He was like, "Yo, it's good to see you here." I was like, "Yeah, man." But that's definitely someone. Don't 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 touch the computer. Don't do that. No, that's definitely someone that um I want to get in the ring with. Because even from back, whenever he was doing like the Hit Row stuff, people was like, "Yo, when you get to WWE or NXT, you got to join Hit Row." I'm like, "Nah, they got to join me." And then and, you know now, you feel me? Look look at look at what's going on now. Swerve's over there. Hit Row, their original three. They trying to figure out their stuff over there. I'm actually really cool with AJ. AJ's a pretty cool dude. You know, we've chopped it up a couple times. But yeah, Swerve is definitely somebody um I'll definitely get in the ring with. And yeah, I'd pop him right in his face. Like, why not? <laughs> why not? It'd be easy. And you know, it's funny too, last night, what you just said there about like when I'm gonna get on WWE or whatever. Anywhere at that, um, from my match last night too, like I, I kinda like realized that. 
I'm definitely a, a lot further ahead than a lot of people on the indies. Like I should certainly be on TV or in like any type of capacity, whether it's the MLW, uh, New Japan, AEW, WWE, uh, NWA, any of those. Like I can easily like fit in those locker rooms and hang with every single one of them. Not and not just from a, a um, uh, in ring work standpoint, but just right. kind of like on the mental side of it, from the psychology aspect of it. You know, it's like I put things together at shows and I do things. You're like, oh yeah, like that's dope. And it's like, bro, this shit is so simple. It's so simple. Like I've like I've learned that like it's not even the end stuff. It's everything else. Like it's not the moves. The moves are okay. The moves just enhances like your character work. Whatever your in between was right before then, like people they'll ask me when we're doing stuff like, okay, little, what do you do? You do this? Do you do that? And like, nah, bro, I don't do none of that. Like, I just go out there and I just talk my stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I fo- I focus more on the crowd than my opponent, if anything, because like I like I know I'm gonna beat their ass. Like, it's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, granted, they might get lucky here and there, but like I know what I'm gonna do to that person in the ring because we're in the ring. So your fate is already decided when you're in the ring with me. It's the people that's outside. And that's around watching that, you know, they might want to boo me. And I'm like, who the who are you booing? Like, who are you talking to like that? You know, it might be that one person that's cheering me. I'm like, no, nah, I remember you from last from last month. You was booing me. Don't cheer me now. You know, <laughs> it's that type of stuff where I like I focus in on because once you got that, you good. I don't need nothing. Man. And it's just like, it, it, I mean, it's not just because I've seen clips of your matches and everything. It's not just from like the in-ring work and everything. But it's just like your presence, your persona. Your promo videos, because it's like, because from what I from what I know about like how they do it at the performance center and everything, they have to do like a special like promo class and everything to kind of build it up and everything. And it's just like you're there. Yeah, because I take like I told you, I don't maybe a fine tuning, of course, but it's just like, but you're you're, you're, you're kind of there. Yeah, I'm I'm always looking for ways to improve. Like I'm starting to find um a different flow now. Like, even when you said from, like, with the promo and the presence and, like, how to carry myself, like, I'm finding out, like, okay, like, making, like, what bougie is as a complete package, you know, not mm-hmm. just, like, pri- I think the the best thing that happened to me was feuding with STP online and, like, going back and forth because, like, I ain't gonna lie, they was cooking us. Rev was cooking us. O'Shea was cooking us. They were saying all type of stuff. And it's like, I went through that fire and now I came out on the other end and it's like, now I kind of know how to maneuver, like, I went up against like the vets, you could say, the OGs of it. And like right. I learned through all of that. And it's like, all right, well, you know, now I got people calling me out. And now like I'm in like their position and I'm watching like these guys being in my position when like a year ago. And it's like, okay, I like, all right, I get it. I get it now. Like I understand, you know, so a lot of stuff is kind of like coming full circle for me. Mm-hmm. So, like you say, with the performance center, like how they do promos, like I'm always trying to find a way to fine tune to do something different because like I the in ring stuff it it's so simple for me it's like what promo am I gonna drop today or I'm gonna do this week that's gonna have something like oof oh damn or like yo I feel that because I say I just say like a lot of real things I don't try to be a wrestler in a promo right me oh wow I I think you could have all the moves in the world and if you don't know how to talk or act with the audience, then you ain't gonna get it. You're not gonna get over. I think that's one thing that you have that a lot of these indie guys try to do. And because, like, you know, I, I follow a lot of different wrestlers, uh, indie wrestlers on TikTok, and they get some reaction, but then I see your stuff, and, like, you get all the reaction. And you barely yeah. just walk out the curtain, and everybody's like, oh, fuck this dude. 
you know yeah. <laughs> like oh shit him it's like it's like it's like that gta uh san andreas oh shit here we go again yeah you know? literally literally yes that, that's like the perfect way to put it because i so whenever i had my match last night i had an intergender match and um it was what was it it was myself and devlin uh and devlin versus uh kelsey reagan and uh brando lee and so during intermission i came out there and they just wanted to like you know sign their autographs and stuff like that it was cool and then when i come out it was like quiet i'm like when i walk out there i know they're about to go crazy and literally the moment i walked out it was cheers it was booze i'm just like i'm i'm getting it like like i'm like i'm getting all this stuff figured out i'm finding it and it's working right and it's fun it's becoming a lot of fun now that's awesome man well bougie thank you so much for joining us it's i mean like like we said you're like a totally friend of the show and everything you are always welcome here whenever you need to call somebody out and get something off your chest and from this day forward as we said you are sir jay bougie (laughs) thank you thank you for having me always appreciate y'all all All right best of luck we'll talk to you soon man thank you guys all right Bye. Oh, I love Jay Bougie. He's the best. He's the best <laughs> and everything. Oh man, but yeah, it's like <laughs> with the anniversary show, we always gotta welcome back our friends and everything. And uh, this next guest, uh, it's been a while since we've had him on and everything, but he's uh, been a follower, been a supporter of us and everything. Um, he does have his own podcast, Mister Mr. Russell Wortham. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, ladies. I, I always have a, a great time when I'm with y'all. Nah. So, thanks. yeah, thanks for having me back. Nah, it's definitely our pleasure joining us here on our anniversary show and everything. Uh, so, how you been? Good, good, yeah. Um, my day job has been keeping me busy, and then you throw in, you know, all the wrestling I have to watch for <laughs> one hour of a podcast, you know, so... Yeah, but no, it's 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 been good. Oh, awesome, awesome! All right, so you so what were your thoughts about the rumble? Oh, I, I, be honest with you, I after the the, the men's rumble, I was like, because uh, my my wife and I were were watching, and we were just turning to each other. Uh, yeah, sorry, we were just turning to each other, uh, and we were like, "Holy crap! If this is..." Only the first match, I mean, I'm gassed. <laughs> you know, it just kept going on and on and on. And I'm like, okay. And then found out that the runtime was like, what, like five hours? I'm like, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought the crowd was, was really hot. Um, and, uh, hey, you know, I'm saying this just because, you know, I'm in a chair and all, but, Man, I would have loved to have gone down that long ramp. <laughs> would have been, I I would have had a break that whole way down. But yeah, yeah, that was that was that was really cool. Awesome, man. Well, our uh, not so favorite uh, journalist or re- so-called wrestling journalist, Mister Meltzer, came out with his uh, rankings uh, for the Rumble, and uh, again, it's like what. All right, so let me kind of run down these, and then I'll get to all y'all about his opinions about it. So we've got, he rated the Men's Royal Rumble four and quarter stars, the blackout match with Wyatt and LA Knight, 
0.75 stars. Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss, one and a half stars. The Women's Royal Rumble match, three and a half stars. And then Roman Reigns and KO, three and a half stars. Yeah. Yeah, we need to talk about this. Uh, Kayla, you go first. <laughs> um, Yeah, he's officially lost his mind on that. Um, I mean, I will admit, we obviously felt like the men's rumble could be a little bit different because obviously at number 30, Cody hadn't came back. You automatically knew who number 30 was. That was, mm-hmm. um, but it was a above all good, very good match. Um, women's killed it. Like, you know, like they always do. Um, Alexa and Bianca should have been way higher than what it was. Yeah. It could, it was like a little short match, but you got you got sweetened to the point, and obviously we're still seeing the little turning of the whole Wyatt Six going with her. Just hurry up and just join them, okay? I'm tired of it. Right. I, I know she's getting the vibes. I know she's going crazy. I know she's seeing things. So go ahead and make the turn. Yep. Um, what did he say for the pitch black match? Point seven five. Point seven five. Not even not even a star. Okay. I admit it was too short. I will say that. But I actually enjoyed it. If I had to rate it, if I had to rate it, I at least give it three and a half. Just because of the shortness. But I like the creativity. I loved, you know, the different things. The point where you saw Bray switch different personalities a couple times in the match. Um, But... I liked it, the glow, and then the fact they still had glowing confetti on the floor behind oh, the commentary right? the whole night was awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the rest of the matches should have been higher, but like I said, I only gave it three and a half because it was short and I wanted it to be longer, but it was still pretty cool. Um, and it's a funny note about that. WWE got paid $1 million just to have the pitch black Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew paid them that much just to have that match. And that's crazy. I wonder how much Bray and uh, L.A. Knight got for that. Uh, <laughs> just for that match alone. Not, right? Not just for what they get paid for actually having a match at Royal Rumble. Um, but all his ratings are always wrong. I mean, he's gotten a few of them right, but he just doesn't know how to rate. But no, dude, can you just step down and let us three queens take over? And we'll bring Russell on and give his opinion too, because our opinions will be a little better too. Exactly. Oh my God, Russ, what you think? I agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, normally I, I I I couldn't give a toss about the guy. I'm like, okay, dude, where are you smoking? Seriously, uh, with all your ratings and stuff. Um, I will say I I, I do agree with both Rumbles. I would have given them both maybe another star. Uh, I was disappointed with how short the other matches were. I get it because of the time. Um, but no, I would have given Bray and, and LA Knight at least two, maybe three, uh, mm-hmm. just because of how creative it was and yeah. how they executed the whole thing. And hey, I loved that confetti spot that was that was pretty dang cool um so and, and bianca and and uh alexa I, i'm i'm with you ladies i'm like just freaking turn already if you know you're going to turn just turn i 
it's driving me nuts. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I wish they do Alexa, you know, a little bit better because I, I think she deserves better. Um, but I, you know, I get it. Um, but yeah, I, I so, yeah, I, I, I'm okay with with some of the things, but the other things, I'm like, okay, what what match were you watching? Were not watching because yeah that just drives me nuts about <laughs> about those uh, star rankings man i know unbelievable uh jolie before we continue jay bougie uh responded back to my dm he's rooting for the eagles bougie i love you <laughs> <laughs> all right now yeah okay now let's get to the man you don't like uh we we love to bash this man and uh, those rankings deserve bashing so yeah please continue okay um, the men's rumbles definitely four stars don't fucking care Uh, yes we know who Cody was coming out against but you gotta look at some of the spots as much as I despise loathe and detest Logan Paul his spot with Ricochet was fucking amazing oh Uh, that was sick (laughs) Seth and Seth and Cody working together Gunther of all people Mm -hmm. you the, the, oh. Again, your level of crack, I, I would love to know the purity of it because it, it I don't think it's that good if you're that whacked out on it. Um, <laughs> the Bray match, if you actually paid attention to the Bray match, when he turned around, somebody pointed this out on TikTok. And uh, the when he was turned on, he was doing the Sister Abigail bend over backwards in the ring. If you looked at his coat and his face, there was the face of a beast, of an animal. Don't know what kind of animal, but it was very well thought out and prepared. Again, something brilliant of Bray Wyatt's mind deserves at least a two to three star match. The shortness of it gives it a two, in my opinion, because if it was longer, it would have been a three or four star match. Because L.A. Knight um, or Eli Drake, as we all know him, uh, is a very fantastic mm-hmm. wrestler. And we all know how much of an amazing oh, wrestler Bray is. Yeah. For sure. But the Bianca and Alexa match. Okay, I'm actually in disagreement with all of you. I like the prolongedness. I again, the storyline is what makes things interesting for me. If they just turned her like that, it doesn't make it that much more interesting. Having Howdy show up, having the puppets show up in in full costume gear is amazing storytelling. It's kind of like the bloodline but on a different supernatural spooky mm. level. Um, and I need that mm-hmm. to be interested in, you know, how, the, the, yes, we all know she's going to turn. But the question is how and when, and, when? Right. and in what form is she going to be like the form where she was when she was with Bray or after Bray or with Lily? What form, what evolution of Alexa are we going to get? That is what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm OK with the prolongedness because it's going to happen by WrestleMania. The full turnover yeah, is going to happen by WrestleMania because they could put her because uh, um, there's still two more spots in the Elimination Chamber. Is that right? Yeah. One now. One now. Oh, one. Okay. okay. And, and that so, last match will be determined tomorrow, Monday Night Raw. Is Alexa in it? No. Nope. Oh, damn. Ugh. I was going to say if it was okay, but that would have been a good way to change her if she was going. But we'll we'll discuss that at a different point. Um. So again. Uh, anytime Bianca is in the ring, uh, she elevates just like Becky, whoever she's in the ring with, and Alexa knows what she's fucking doing. So, again, that's a three to four star match. Go suck a dick, Meltzer. Now on to the women's rumble again. That's another four star, but I will deduct points because of Nia Jax. Sorry, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. I, I, that, that of all the women you could have fucking got, of all the women, hell, you could have brought out Stephanie McMahon, even though she just had surgery. Hell, brought out Linda. I would have been happier than fucking Nia Jax. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do not like her. Like I was saying with Bougie earlier, the only thing I like about her is a theme song. And I'm sorry, I've been a firm believer that nepotism at its finest is with Nia Jax. It truly yeah. is. Um, especially with the bloodline, and now they're promoting Tamina and Nia if she does come back, because apparently this is a one-off. She's not coming back. They're just selling her merch for a little bit. Uh, she didn't right. sign a contract, so there's nothing full-time with her. So, uh, Now, the bloodline match. Roman versus Kevin. That was five stars. One hundred percent for sure. Five fucking stars. Let's break it down. You had the bloodline, and you had Kevin Owens. Now the bloodline stayed back, except for Sami Zayn, who on the outside was torn. Now, albeit both Kevin and Sami went through hell these past couple weeks, mentally with a real life issue, with the pa- with the passing of one of their good friends. So they. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they they've had their minds elsewhere and nobody could blame them so like you know seeing oh, him no. as a kick dog seeing sammy being treated as he was and you could start to see jay starting to crack and crumble under this and again it all points off to how roman started friday with his shirt with just himself and paul Heyman, and you're starting to see mm-hmm. the breaks and well, yes, everybody wanted The Rock to show up. Everybody wanted The Rock to show up. The fact that, number one, Jay walked away. Jay was heartbroken because, you know, he, you know, finally got to trust Sammy. And whether or not he turns on Sammy or Roman is to be determined. With the Elimination Chamber coming up, you know, in Canada, unless they get special permission from the Canadian government, um, he's going to be without the bloodline. He's only going to have solo. So we'll see what happens there. I don't understand how people could say when this, this, when everything that I have read online is, this is how you do a fucking storytelling. This is how you tell a story. This is long-term storytelling. And this is just fantastically and amazingly done. And the fact that, you know, you got people like Meltzer and Alvarez going, eh, Oh, look at AEW doing shit. Look at that storyline. Okay, and you could have good storylines on both shows, but the fact that this has been going on for so long, since the pandemic, mm-hmm. this storyline with the bloodline has been going on. And first you had Jay breaking, then Jimmy breaking, and then Sammy just joining in, and the audience getting behind Sammy. And the audience getting behind Kevin Owens. The audience has always been behind Kevin Owens, heel or face. So the fact mm-hmm. that you want to like completely blast that match and give it a shit rating means that you don't... The one thing that you always constantly... Well, we want storytelling. The one match that has been giving you constant storytelling, you fucking say, oh, no, it's not worth it. It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like... I mean, now, see, I know they're saying the, the NFL is scripted, which has been fucking hilarious lately. But, <laughs> but it's like, you could not write any storyline 
in AEW TV shows that has been as captivating and as long and prolonged and you want to tune in just for those segments alone to find out what the fuck is going on. Yep. Exactly. We we heard the pop when Sammy decided to use the chair to take out Roman. And then they somebody mm-hmm. put the meme of Seth as uh um Leo to, Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street going with his finger out pointing like, hey, 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 yes, 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 that's it, that's it. You said Seth Rollins approved. Um, fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you have this storyline and it's been building and building and building. And, you know, again, with all the real life issues that, you know, both Sammy and KO have been facing with the loss of their friend, like, you know, that actually can be seen as what brings them back together like you know we've lost so much time fighting each other let's you know go out in a blaze of glory against the bloodline exactly so Mm -hmm. Meltzer you have now become the jester's jackass (laughs) and I hope (laughs) I hope that Tony Khan's taint tastes really good have a nice day (laughs) Speaking of pop, Sammy and Pops and everything, Kayla, I got to ask you one quick question because you were at SmackDown on Friday in Greenville and everything. I heard the pop on television when Sammy came out and started beating down Roman. How was the pop actually in the arena? Honestly, they were kind of dead. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. the fact being there, it was not as loud as you expect it to be. Um, they, I mean, yeah, they root. You still had, you know, a few times you had your let's go Roman, Sammy sucks chance going, and you had the other one. They were kind of a little mediocre. It wasn't really that big of a pop, but I think I screamed more loud in the crowd when I heard, because I had just read something when we were standing in line to get in, or no, before, it was before no, it was at dinner. I had read something that they were sneaking Sammy in with a black hoodie so didn't SmackDown, so he could not be identified by the bloodline. Right. So, um, and then the fact that you heard and there was a, there was a guy in a black hoodie sitting there beating the crap out of Roman Reigns. <laughs> so it was just like, oh, okay. So I think I kind of squealed a little bit. I was kind of, as you know, when my mom, mom being a big Roman Reigns fan, she was excited to see him and acknowledge him. You know, she's over here because she don't like Sammy saying Sammy sucks, and I'm over here trying to root for Sammy. <laughs> so it's just like, but you know, for being there, it was it was it was big, but it wasn't. I, I expected it to be more epic of a pop than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Okay, Greenville, fair I mean, Greenville's crowd was a little. Oh, they but um, Russell is um. I did I before we started recording, I did tell Cat and Jolie this. Hit Row was on. The main event before SmackDown aired, so like I guess you could say like a little dark match. Dark match. Mm-hmm. They got booed up out of that arena because they got it in there before them. It was Adonis versus Madcap, and before the match even got started, they already got booed out because they started talking crap, uh, trash about Greenville, South Carolina, and the arena <laughs> booed them out of the arena before it even got started. So, <laughs> oh man! But I think uh, so. Um. It was all right. Like I said, kind of torn between two because you know, like, hmm. <laughs> man. Like any match nowadays, they put your favorites up against. Like, for example, I'll go back 
the fatal four-way that you had on Friday nights, you know, you know, two of my absolute favorites was in there, Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Part of me wanted Shayna to win, then part of me wanted Natty to win. And then the fact that, you know, then part of me more wanted Natty to win because, you know, she's always been one of my absolute favorite female wrestlers. And the fact that she made Zelina Vega tap out to the sharpshooter made it even that she actually won. So that kind of made it more memorable. But like sometimes like, come on, Shayna. Nope. Come on, Natty. Come on. (laughs) Right. I hate those kind of matches when they stick your favorites up against each other. And it's just like, and uh, someone on Twitter the other day has said, what are you going to do when it happens? You know, what's going to happen. I said, what's that? They said, what are you going to do when they end up being Cody Rhodes versus Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor for the title? I said, I love all three. Absolute favorites. Right. That's a match. I'm just going to sit like, there, bite my tongue, and, you know, best man win. <laughs> you know, this is like... Or, hey, or as I, I, I always say, I win regardless. This yeah. Right? The, this fan won. This fan <laughs> right. won. This fan won. I'd be happy either way. It's like, part of me wants to cross, and part of me wants Finn, and, oh, Cody, okay. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, ladies, when... Uh, Karrion was down in NXT. Uh, I I tweet at him, you know, uh, every so often, and I mean, he would always respond back to me, and I'm like, I can't root against this guy. I mean, anybody yeah. that's going to take the time to tweet me back, I, yeah, I'm retweets, I'm replies, or, or anything. Yeah, I was met that? them back in June. I met them back in June at an indie mm-hmm. show. Uh-huh. And very two most amazing, sweetest people you ever meet. And a lot of people's oh, like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, people like, I don't like their characters. That's their characters. But you meet right. them outside, they're the two sweetest people ever. You know, it was the fact um, when I went up to him, I introduced, I said, hey, I'm Kayla Writer Chaos on Twitter. And he's like, yep, I see you. So it's the fact he, you know, he knows who I am. He, you know, you know. They know their fans, and a lot of people don't understand that when you meet your favorite wrestlers and like they like your stuff, or you know, you meet them, they're going to recognize you. They're, you know, they know who supports them. But yeah, you're right. He's always, you know, cross online. Uh, not so much Scarlet. I think I've gotten her to like a couple of my things, but mm-hmm. um, Cross is very active with the fans, and I think that's what oh, I love yeah. love about it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, well, Russell, before we let you go, who, I mean, yes, we do have the Fatal 4-Way tomorrow to determine the last spot, but who do you think is going to end up facing uh, Bianca at WrestleMania? Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, if Alexa were in the Fatal 4-Way, I, I would say probably her, uh, but <clears throat> right now... Their their only other option is Oscar, and I don't know if you ladies saw this, but people were going just insane. They were like, "Rhea made the wrong decision." I'm like, "Yes, she did." Because, hey, I want to see Oscar get a win at WrestleMania, get it back against Charlotte. I know that that's going to be a weird face versus face thing, but I mean. Come on, that just that story writes itself. You're trying to shoehorn in a story that happened what three years ago in an empty arena, and you're wanting us to care about that three years later. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So, 
yeah, I, I, I think their only play is is to have Oscar uh, take on Bianca. All right. Uh, well, Russell, thanks again so much for joining us. It was great catching up with you and everything. And it's just we wish you best of luck on your show and uh, keep and keep in touch. And uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Thanks, ladies. Uh, thank right. you. Uh, it's always fun catching up with friends and everything. All right. Let's uh, get a little game on and everything. So, so Kayla, you introduced this game to us a couple weeks ago. It's like Blind man's rankings, I guess you want to call it, or something like that. Did the other uh, shows have a name for it or not? Just blind, just blind wrestler ranking, really blind ranking. Is okay, what they called it. All right. So, uh, as the woman who brought this to us, uh, you go first. Well, I actually have a list for both of you. So, but um, so cat, you're on a spotlight. Spotlight okay. first. Okay. One through five. Okay. Batista. One. Zoe Stark. I'm going to go five. I might regret it, but five. Cody Rhodes. Two. Liv Morgan. Three. Last but not least, Sasha Banks. Oh, fuck me! (laughs) Four by default, but y'all know know that's not the case. Y'all know that's not the case with me. Four by default. Funny thing, before I jumped to Jolie's, I got mom twice earlier. Like, when I told her at the end, she started saying, I would hope, first one, she got Thunder Rosa at number one, and the second time, she had to put Carmella at number one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wow. Jolie, I'm just going to go ahead and give you a heads up. You got two indies on yours, so. Okay. All right. Charlotte. Three. Casey Cattell. Four. Sammy Zane. Two. Oscar. One. Last but not least, Jay Bougie. Again, I would have probably picked him at two or three because Oscar will always have a special place in my heart. But I'm certainly Bougie. You know you're number one in my heart in the Indies at all times. Casey is always <laughs> second. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Number five. <laughs> Uh, I knew she picked uh, those two. I knew, she, but it's like I can't, I can't pick against Oscar, especially right. with everything that's going on. And I can't pick against Charlotte. I've met Charlotte, and you know, despite what people say about her, you don't fake that sincerity. You don't right. fake interest. You don't, you don't fake saying, you know, when I said to her, hey, you know your dad's one of the reasons why I'm still here. And she goes, well, I'm glad you're still here. You know, we need people like you. Like, like you know, the, you don't fake that shit. And yeah, I will always defend Charlotte no matter what. Mm-hmm. All right, Jolly, what you got? All right. So this one is for Kayla. It's tag teams. Oh, gosh. Young Bucks. Five. <laughs> Party boys. Two. New day. Three. Best friends. One. FTR. Four. That's roughly. I, I'd be okay with that. I mean, that's kind of like my top five right there, except for the young books. Like. <laughs> Cat. I'm doing what? one on the spot. 
Okay. Bailey. Uh, two. Charlotte. Three. Becky. I know I should have been Charlotte at four. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Four. Lita. She's setting me up. I know she's fucking setting me up. She's fucking setting me up. One. Athena. Bitch, the both of you! Screw y'all! Five by default! Damn it! I had a feel I had a feeling that she was probably gonna go with Athena. I just I wasn't gonna do Sasha. I it was either Sasha or Athena. I'm like, oh my god! I, I, you, you got it with Sasha. I'll get her with Athena. Oh my god! Five by default, but again, y'all know that is not the case. God Here's the thing: you. the ranking of these wrestlers is it. It's fun, but it's it's not you know what we really think they are. So exactly, exactly. it's it's a very that's why it's fun called game. blind. It's yeah, it's fun. That's why it's called blind. You don't know who you're getting. That's what. That's why you really got to think about it. So. Exactly. All right. Uh, Kayla, odds or evens? Evens. Evens? All right. Here's your list. Brie Bella. Five. All right. Sasha Banks. Four. Charlotte. One. Victoria. Two. And Trish Stratus. Three. Not bad. I like that. I could do with that list. <laughs> All right. Jolie. Lita. Two. Michelle McCool. Five. Becky. One. Nikki Bella. Four. And then Bailey. Three. No, two. Great. Yeah, three. Lita was two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean that's actually how I would honestly rank those because uh, I wasn't that huge of a big Michelle McCool fan and I love Twin Magic when they first came in um, you know the Bellas get a lot of shit and a lot of flack because they were the end of the Divas era and mm-hmm. you know yes it was AJ Lee but they helped push AJ Lee to have her pipe bomb to to push the women's and divas division into a new whole different direction. So they played a part in the evolution and people who give them flack can uh, suck my dick and they can pick the size too. Actually, they, they... a little bit more string. I want to do another one for y'all. Okay. Okay. Jolie, pick a number one through two. Um, I'll do one. Ronda Rousey. Five. Undertaker. Three. Darby Allen. Negative zero, but four. <laughs> Stammy Guevara. Fuck two. <laughs> Last but not least, Matt Cardona. I could put him at one because he's actually entertaining and nice guy, even though, you know, he was Zack Ryder, but I have no issue with, with Matt Cardona. I think, you know, the Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen, the two men I want to punch most in the face with a kendo stick that has uh, hot razor blades on it until, you know, they fall over and passed out. 
Um, I just do not like those men. I think they are two of the most disgusting men. And the fact that now there's an allegation that he says that his ex-girlfriend was abusive towards him. Yeah, no, he can go fucking fuck off. I do not like Darby Allen. I think he's a piece of shit. Cat. Kayla. John Cena. (laughs) John Cena. Um... I'll go three. Lita. Two. Brock Lesnar. Five. Austin Theory. Four. Mr. McMahon. Uh, uh, I played the fifth. (laughs) I played the fifth. You suck. (laughs) Gotta make it fun. I know, and I hate it. Damn. Okay, speaking of women's evolution, um, yeah, let's get into some uh, crazy tweets here and everything. Alundra Blaze uh, quoted to Fightful, Ronda Rousey skyrocketed the women's evolution. She took it to another level. Okay, I can Why look at her? this. I, I, I can look at this as twofold. Women's wrestling was already on the rise. But when you bring in somebody from the outside that has a very, very powerful base and a very loud base, you're going to bring more eyes and bring more to the women's division because they want to see Ronda. Uh, when she first started, yeah, I could definitely agree with that. But nowadays, no. Nowadays, it's Becky or Charlotte. And it's the women that, that were there before her. And it's women coming up now that are the ones that are uh, the forefront of the women's evolution. It's Sasha. It's Bailey. Mm-hmm. Rhonda helped at the time back in 2018 when she showed up at the Rumble because that pop, come on, dude, that pop was fucking amazing. And that whole Rumble was amazing. So mm-hmm. she definitely helped elevate the women's evolution at the time. So I can agree with it, but I can also say nowadays, yes, she does bring eyes to it, but it's not just her anymore. Right. Uh, what do you think, Kayla? I agree. That one time that she got the huge pop because, you know, she came over from UFC and now, sorry, you're back at the line when it comes to the other ones. Like, <laughs> All right, because that last run of hers as a champion, oh my gosh! I I think she got I think she got tired. Um, not just because the wrestling, but like you know, she's still a new mom. She doesn't want to be home uh that far away from her baby, and it's understandable, you know. And it's it's like easier when both your husband and or your spouse is with you, and you have the child, so you guys can both take care of it, and everybody's helping take care of it backstage. But her husband was at home with the kids in charge of the child, you know, it, it's definitely hard to be away from what she does outside of the ring. So I understand that she was tired. And I think, you know, if she, if, and when she does come back, um, that they do need to team her up with, with Shayna full time, uh, whether that's as a tag team or as them working as just a, a new stable, creating a new stable with those two. And maybe a couple other women, like maybe Ivy Nile, if they bring her up, she'd be perfectly fit for that, that little group. Yeah, and then Kayla, you posted on our group chat and something we saw on Twitter and everything. It's like apparently like the planned match right now, uh, WrestleMania for the women's tag titles is uh, Damage Control versus Ronda and Shayna. 
it's rumored, but hey, I'm all for it. And like I said, there'll be another match going. Oh, okay. <laughs> and think about this way: like you could also, if if damage control, you're going to have Bailey, whether she has a match that night or not, floating outside Helping the ring. Yeah. And so that's another element because Bailey, you know, does still have some animosity and issues with Rhonda. Um, you know, all the horsewomen do. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's like the one time where Bailey would be like, you know what? Um, this is pride and I'm going to beat your ass and we're going to beat your ass regardless. So. All right. All right, Kayla, one you would find interesting. Uh, Wrestle blog, uh, the wrestling blog tweeted out, as of today, there hasn't been any talks of any plans for Karrion Cross for this WrestleMania. This is most likely to change, but there's no current plans for him at all. And that's what scares me, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know what the future is for him. I really don't. And I've stated that that scares me several times um yes he does have the match next week on smackdown um for the fatal four-way to go up against gunter at elimination chamber um as much as i would love to see him win that match a part of me does not want him to win that match because um do you really think if he did do you really think he's going to beat gunter no Right. Um, dude, I hope whatever you say, it, you know, obviously it is true. He don't. I hope it changes. And I just, I know Triple H wouldn't have brought him back if he didn't have plans for him. But if you're not going to plan on using him, yes, uh, um, let him go again. Yes, he has stated this is his dream job. Last year, he returned back to his dream job. He married his best friend. He dominated all over the independent circuit. But if you're not going to use him, why just have him there? And like I said, it scares me. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a huge Cross and Scarlet fan. I absolutely love them on multiple occasions. It's been because of them, you know, for being here. You know, and... Like I said, it just, I don't know what's his future. And like I said, I don't know. It's up in the air. Let me let me put this to you because I did see somebody tweeted this about this possible, um, it's not rumored or anything. Someone just, it's a fan just brought it up and everything. Mixed tag at WrestleMania, Cross and Scarlet versus Bray Wyatt and Alexa. Damn. Uh <laughs> 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 that could happen because like I said um, I know on multiple occasions they've both said that Bray and Cross have both said they wanted to go after each other in a match they both want to wrestle each other it's there right Um, heck I know I stated this before honestly I, in part of this whole Wyatt 6 if it comes out the rambling rabbit is actually crossed, I'll be okay for it. And, you know, just because I know he'll be getting used with one, right. you know, and then I'm okay with that match. As long yeah. as Cross and Scarlet won. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Of course, of course, of course. Well, then I like Alexa and Bray, so it'd be kind of 
You win no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> May I play devil's advocate? Uh-oh. No, it's nothing okay. bad. Okay, so, okay, okay. So I understand where you're coming from, Kayla, when you say, well, my favorite's not in this match or that match or that match. You have to build up storylines. And right now he he does not fit on SmackDown. I think he would fit better on Raw. And here's my line of thinking. He could go after Judgment Day as a solo wrecking machine. Ooh. The reason why he is, I don't think that he's a good fit on SmackDown is because there isn't that much competition on SmackDown for the likes of Killer Cross, Carrying Cross, The Smoke Show. I feel that if they were moving them, if they move them, they they let's say they don't have anything for him at WrestleMania. That's fine. You're not everybody's faves, unfortunately, gets a match at WrestleMania. I mean, there's been so many times where, you know, like, why didn't this person get a match? Why did Baron Corbin be the one to face Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 35? Uh, why isn't The Rock here? Why is they saying that it's going to be John Cena and uh, and Austin Theory at WrestleMania 35 and Seth versus Logan Paul? You know, why do we get those matches? I mean, unfortunately, you know, that's the hot commodity right now. But I think that, you know, if I were in the writer's room, I would find a way to trade them to Raw. Or when the shakeup happens, keep Judgment Day on Raw and bring over those guys. Because not only that, you could have them feud with Edge and Beth. There's And Edge has stated that he wants to fight Carrion. They had that whole interaction in NXT. So there are ways of this happening. There are ways that this could come about. And so while right now he does not have a match, let's say he does win against and faces Gunther. That is a WrestleMania quality match. Now, if it's at the Elimination Chamber that he would... No, no, it's at WrestleMania. The match is at WrestleMania or is it at... We don't know when the match is going to be. It's just a fatal four-way for a chance at the Intercontinental Title, right? Yeah, not sure about when the match would be. Okay. So let's say for shits and giggles, they put it at Elimination Chamber. (laughs) Speaking of cross. Uh Uh-oh. No. The other day, somebody was talking crap on Twitter. No, it was a TikTok video someone had posted that had it was cross was at the ringside at one of the live shows and he basically went up and just scared the crap out of the kid and the guy's like man what a jerk you don't need to be like that well anyway i put on twitter find it funny that people in the wrestling community can't figure out the character of scarlet and killer cross but it's called storyline and their hillish character i am fan of both hiller hiller face i have met them and they are amazing to meet and then i put the tiktok um, gif of him and Scarlet, and it just popped up my phone, liked by Carrion Cross. <laughs> <laughs> it's like speaking of Carrion Cross. <sighs> but, oh man! <clears throat> as I was saying, like you know, now let's see this way. He does. He wins the Fatal Four Way and the Elimination Chamber. The two doofuses outside get involved, and it's a disqualification. You're going to set up a whole fucking two months of him torturing Gunther. Mentally, psychologically. 
I think that would work. And I think he could beat Gunther at WrestleMania. That's that's the match I want to see at WrestleMania. I would like to see that. Just no fireball, Scarlet. They don't work that well. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Now I'm really, uh, I was seeing on Twitter about some sports news that just came about. All right, one more crazy tweet because uh, Meltzer's uh, partner in crime got um, exposed a little bit because he doesn't really know how to tweet out. So, uh, yeah, I think he needs to check his facts. So, Brian Alvarez tweeted out yesterday that NXT is going to allow talent to work select indie going forward, which is a pretty big deal. And then ROW, Reality of Wrestling, which is uh, Booker T's promotion, um, uh, put out about Ivy Nile wrestling there next uh, Saturday, the 11th. And then Sean Rassap, he says, Sean Michaels tells me there is no talk of NXT talent working select indie dates. Booker T asked him if he could have Ivy Nile for uh, ROW. And she's going to reality wrestling for a one shot date. And then, of course, it's like I saw something. I saw something this morning that Meltzer is backing up Brian Alvarez's tweet, even though it got refuted last night. Because so, they hate the Fightful. They hate Fightful and they hate Sean Rassap because he actually gets the right information 95% of the time. Because, you know, he has better yeah. sources. All of Meltzer's and Alvarez's sources are in AEW now. Uh yeah, it's like I I I should have known better than to get my hopes up on something that Brian Alvarez tweeted out, tweeted out and everything because I was like going, damn, that is a big deal. It's like uh for NXT to be working indie date, some indie dates and everything, and then I saw that and I was like, like I should have fucking known. Jeez, well, regardless, geez. even if it, like you know, the fact that Shawn Michaels said, hey, we will let you do this one off. And if it does get positive results, and if it does get eyes, they might decide to start doing stuff. One step, it all it takes. Right. I could I could definitely agree with that and everything because it's like hell. It's like even though my husband works Saturday nights now and everything, I might decide to drive over to Texas City just to catch a show, which is like about an hour from here. It's not that far. Oh man. Oh, ladies, ladies, ladies. Wow, three years. Where do we go from here? And just imagine certain people at a certain company said that an all-women's podcast wouldn't even last a freaking month. Fuck it. Belly up. Go suck my dick. Jade, go suck <laughs> my dick. I don't fucking care. Belly up fucking screwed us. They took our content and they fucked us over. I'm not contractually... They never paid me. I, I, I do all of this. We do all this without barely getting paid if we get paid at all yeah uh i spend maybe depending on the length of the show between two to five hours editing um then i gotta make sure everything's i spend a lot of time this this is this has been a labor of love and belly up you are belly up because i don't see your shit anywhere so you know fuck you have a nice day and uh we're still standing where y'all and oh, and uh, EDF Sports Wrestling Department is high and flying. 
I've been on y'all's Twitter the other day for y'all's wrestling. What the heck happened there? You haven't tweeted anything else in 2021. Did it die when I left? It sure did. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Kayla, any final thoughts? Other than it's been heck of three years, here's to our happy third year. And look forward to see what brings next with two of the best co-hosts that anybody can ever ask for. Amen. Amen to that. Even though we give each other hell all the time and piss each other off, hey, we'll have no sex. All right. <laughs> it's like we fight like sisters, but we make up in the end. So, <laughs> Jolie? I'm just looking forward to what happens next, you know? Maybe we can get the Rev back on here. Maybe we can get, you know, some other people, you know. Tiffany, I'd love to hear what she's got going on again. Brandon, Casey, y'all owe us. I think you said we were supposed to get you guys back on. Don't know what happened, you know. Life happens, I get that. I think they're supposed to come back on once. I just don't remember. Um, But, uh, no, I want to uh, call out a, a, a player right now. Uh-oh. Brandon Ayuk of the San Francisco 49ers says that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to expose the Philadelphia Eagles defense because they're frogs. Bitch, shut the fuck up. You're on the golf course. As an Eagles fan, I am so sick of hearing that Jalen Hurts is not an MVP candidate. I am so sick of hearing that Nick Sirianni's a punk bitch. I'm so sick of hearing that our defense is fraud. Our defense strip sack your rookie quarterback twice. Yes, they injured him. I'm sorry. As an Eagles fan, did not want that. But to claim that we're frauds when Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa or whatever the fucking name is um, got manhandled by Jordan Maialata, who four years ago was a fucking rugby player, sit the fuck down. I cannot wait for next Sunday. It is Super Bowl Sunday. We all know who I'm supporting. We all know who I'm repping. So, Kansas City Chief fans, I dare you. I double-dog dare you. I triple-dog dare you. Put your jersey on Rocky. Do it. (laughs) Do your little chop in front of Rocky. Fuck around and find out. I dare you. You know, I don't care win or lose. I'm just happy to have made it to a Super Bowl in five years. I mean, that's something that the Cowboys can't say they've done in 30. Um, I don't even think Dak Prescott was alive the last time they were at the Super Bowl. I think the Houston Texans have a better chance of getting to the Super Bowl before the Cowboys. And congratulations to D'Amico Ryan, uh, former Cowboy, former Eagle, on becoming the head coach of the Houston Texans. I really hope you guys get a good quarterback. I mean, I I know y'all need a quarterback, and – Baker Mayfield, while it might be slightly problematic, is less problematic than the last jackass that you had there as your head as your head QB. So, you know, he might be a good chance to start while you if you guys do get CJ Stroud uh to form. So, you know, yeah. Baker Mayfield is not that bad of a guy. I would definitely think about picking him up. He might he did deal with the Browns. I'm sorry. I do not know why the Browns got rid of his ass. And I know we're talking about football, but you know what? Next week is the last football game. Uh another thing. Um, NASCAR and wrestling was fucking hilarious. They had this whole Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio on the track, and <laughs> and the fact that they put my favorite driver with fucking Dominic pissed me off. 
Ross. Oh, Ross. No, no. <laughs> God damn it. No. And I love how Ray was like doing all the trash talking with Dom and everything. That was fucking epic. <laughs> uh, calling something as fake as his teardrop tattoo and then like going like only getaway driving you did is in video games. <laughs> That was hilarious. That, that was great. I'm sorry. Like, you know, people are like, oh my God, why are they bringing those two things together? Because wrestling and NASCAR are both on Fox. And, you know, it makes fucking sense because they're both entertaining when you watch crashes. Oh. Right. I mean, the Coliseum is a short track and it's a very, very tough short track. And, I mean, if anybody knows about being short, it's right. Exactly. No, but what you were saying about D'Amico Ryan, it's like, I'm so glad he landed here. And it's like the fact that he was also a former Texan, too. Um, and his family's from, uh, his uh, wife's from Houston and everything. So he has a lot of ties still to Houston. Uh, the reception that he got for his press conference was something I've never seen before for introducing a new head coach. You had former players there, you had current players there. And this is a guy I think is going to be a catalyst for reuniting the fan base and just kind of getting things back on track for the Texans because the last few years have been absolutely horrible. And I just can't wait to see what happens next. And I don't care. Yes, we need it. Yes, we do need a quarterback. Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Um, but yeah, as far as like bringing in another vet, one name I've also heard is Derek Carr. So. That would be good too. And also congratulations, Kayla, on getting Frank Wright as your new head coach. He's knows how to win a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. He also knows how to deal with quarterbacks, and you guys have an issue with that as well. So congrats on that. Uh he's I've always been a fan of Frank Wright, and I thought he got treated like shit in Indy. So well, here hopefully we'll have a good year in Carolina. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Okay. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover as we sign off on our three-year anniversary show. Thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.